Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema. I am your host, Tosin, up in somewhere in the Midlands, near Birmingham. Joining me this week is my daughter, Kemi, who is learning how to be a podcaster. So apologies if you hear chewing sounds or cute, cute sort of like random protestations because she needs another piece of food. But joining me, as usual, on From the Isle of Wight is Sharon Bolan. Hello. And Sean, are we on the Isle of Wight or Bournemouth today? We are on the Isle of Wight, yes, we are on the Isle of Wight. Sean Harris from the Isle of Wight. Hello the, to, to the two of you. So this is the week in which we shall be talking about... There you go, have a drink. This is the week in which we shall be talking about Elvis. Thank you very much. And um, so what else have we seen in cinema this week? That was my limit. Um, I, I, I saw as Elvis. I say, I've seen Elvis and I've also... I saw Good Luck Rio Rio Grande. Uh, oh, Good Luck Leo to you, Grand. Rio Grande. Yeah, the the yeah. film the film that only Sean would be able to see because Sean is the only one who would go. I, 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 I thought well because we were pretty because we were pretty slim. I thought I thought we'd better I better go and see another one. Oh, so tell me, Sean. I know that because with these films, you have been doing this for the last couple of weeks, where you have hunted down this subgenre of film that we found, which is a really really good British movie that is not showing anywhere. So where did you hunt down this one? What well, it is actually, it was at Cineworld. It, it, I actually, it was actually at the Cineworld on the Isle of Wight. So it, they, they have got it on on the Isle of Wight. I think they're still, still on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, obviously, they, they've had it late. Perhaps it, perhaps they, um, perhaps it made some money and they thought they, I mean, I don't know how they work it. But yeah. yeah, so I did see this at the Isle of Wight. So it was on at the Isle of Wight. The only screening I saw yeah, now was <laughs> so so we said that on cinemas we have elvis this week and we also sean you also managed to find good luck to you leo grand mm-hmm. um oh, weirdly enough just lying there waiting for you at the um at the cine world on the isle of Wight. yes yes so but sharon you said that you couldn't see it because of weird timings yeah i think it was 11 30 mm. and one and 3 30 or something or 1.30 and 3.30. It was some strange times. It was. It's one of those films, isn't it? Silly films that I think they put it on for the silver-haired brigade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, silver dollar, the silver dollar, <laughs> the grey pound, blue yeah. rinse brigade. Uh, it, that, w- that would make sense, actually, You're looking at the the topic the, the topic of the film. But what yeah. about the... Yo, the okay, okay, I'm not going to go back to where I went last week. Let's just move on. So let's go to this week. And let's kick off in cinema. And we're going to kick off in cinema with... Elvis. Now, mm-hmm. Elvis, this is a, uh, as well, it does what it says in the tin. It's a film about Elvis by Baz Luhrmann. And um, it's a film that I did not manage to see this week because, once again, timings. The big problem in this Netflix is a cinema fight. The big problem cinema has timings. So, yes. um, Sharon, tell, 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 take it away because both of you have seen Elvis. Tell us what Elvis is all about. Tell us how Elvis goes. Elvis is. A biopic with a bit of a twist. It has, um, basically, it's a story of Elvis Presley. We first meet him when he is playing like country fairs and carnival type places with um, having, he's just released his first record, so there's a bit of buzz about him, but he's still literally very sort of parochial. He's in his own sort of small area. And then he is discovered by a, a carny type showman type 
Love that word, Carney. Theatre guy who, um, yeah, um, I, 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 his name is, I was going to say Colonel Parker. Yeah, Colonel Tom Parker. Colonel Tom Parker, who basically then takes Alvis and turns him up to 11. Yeah. So he gets the Dreckle deal, he gets the promotion, he promotes him in terms of like posters and badges and a merch he merchandises him basically. Yeah. Makes him like a major commodity. Yeah. And then you see it's it follows his Alvis quite in detail in his early life. And then it sort of sort of, as the film goes on, it sort of speeds up. So the fifties takes like a third of the film like more than a third of the film. And then the next two decades are like compacted into the last hour. So it sort of speeds up as you go through the 60s and 70s. And then it sort of slows down and you get a big thing about the 1968 comeback special. And then sort of uh, briefly it touches on sort of his last few years. But it's basically looking at the phenomena of who was Alvis and his relationship with Colonel Parker. And then sort of his decline, basically. And obviously Baz Luhrmann has his own theories about what led about to the ultimate sort of tragic death of Alvis at the shocking age of 42. Mm. Um, so, yes, it's that's it, basically. I thought there's some interesting things to talk about the film in terms of its stylization. I mean, a lot of the filming, it was almost like they've looked at those classic film footage of Alvis and then they've replicated it in large degrees. So some of the filming, it looks like it's filmed on film, so you get that sort of graininess of quality, you get that look about it. And then for each of the decades, you have like a very 70s feel, a also a 50s feel um, to the whole aesthetic for the 50s sections. Then 60s, it goes like into Alvis movie mode. So it's a very much heightened yeah. colors, heightened, everything is sort of like technicolor. Yeah, and then in the seventies, you suddenly it goes a little bit um, French Connection, where it's become slightly grainy again, and all the clothes become a little bit more tawdry. So you end up with this. The hair changes. As, <laughs> so the mood of the film changes as the, sort of these decades pass, and so visually you see these different hints. So part of me thought it was a great film, and another part of me thought I didn't actually come out of it knowing any more about Alvis than I did before. Mm. any more about Tom Parker than I did before. <laughs> yeah. It talks about, at the beginning, you see um, Tom Ca Tom Hanks, who plays Tom Parker, he talks to the camera saying, am I a villain or am I the hero or, or could there have been an Elvis without me? And it go, there's sort of, sort of some fantasy elements about the scenes you see with him and how he... But I don't really think we got much of an insight into what it was all about. But there were some amazing scenes. Um, but I'll let Shawna you say what you think about it as well before I go into the bits I thought would be good. And, okay. And well, I've seen this film twice already. I shall go oh, and wow. see it again. I loved it from the start. From the start, it just set me up. It was just like the most amazing thing I've seen for so much. It was proper Baz Luhrmann, absolutely beautiful, sumptuous opening credits. I love split screen in movies. Absolutely adore split screen. I ever have since the 71 Le Mans film with Steve McQueen. I just love the split screen. So... <laughs> And there's loads of split screen with different images and all that. And this is like, and I sat back there and I was like, man, this was just, this just blew me away. Just totally blew me away. You know, with like, slightly like Sharon said, with, with a bit of old footage made look old. And he was brilliant. The guy who played him was absolutely phenomenal. Austin Butler. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, that was, was going to be a, a question of mine is like, because 
Austin Butler, it was a case when he was cast, people were like, well, it doesn't really look like Elvis. And, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, this guy has to nail this thing. If not, he's, if people are going to yeah, come yeah, for him. Yeah. I mean, I really like Elvis. I'll tell you what is quite interesting, though. I wondered, because, call for Dr. Nick. And I wondered if that's why in The Simpsons they call him Dr. Nick. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> Hi, Nick, everybody. Nick. And I was thinking, you know, yeah, right. So I wondered if that's why The Simpsons use Dr. Nick. But, man, I... I, I I love this film. This was this is the best film I've seen for, for a long, 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 long time. I absolutely adore it. Absolutely adore it. I can't say enough about it. Everything in there, really enjoyed the music, the split screen techniques, the foot. I love split screen. Absolutely beautiful. So, yeah, so, so, yeah, the, so I think one of my visual highlights was when they did like the Alvis's 60s movie career, his film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They did a sort of scene on his tour bus where it's almost like they've taken one of his musical yeah. numbers and then they basically can yeah. recreate that within like a tour bus and introducing all of his members of his entourage, entourage yeah. part of like this sort of dance but, this number. i mean I'm, I'm i'm quite interested in elvis actually as well so it's quite interesting you know at the start of the credits there's some yeah. did you, there was some like ornaments and things that come up and all that yeah. because there was a song by someone it's called porcelain monkey and he, I, I don't know why why it's just sort of stuck in my mind for ages you know he gave it all up for a porcelain monkey and the whole story is, you know, it's about, it's, it's, it's a good tune to listen to. But, yeah, I mean, no, you, Sharon, you're right. It was, uh, I mean, yeah, this is, this this was class. This is, for me, this is Baz Luhrmann Lerman at his best. Where, yeah, absolutely. There are certain bits I really liked about it. I mean, there were certain instances where they used, you probably noticed this as well, they used real footage. And then it sort of, but they sort of spliced it in. So real there's footage. one where... It was like the actor, then it was like real Alvis, then it was the actor again. Only for a split second, but you're like going, that was the real Alvis. <laughs> and then at the end, they do this segue between mm. the actor singing Alvis's final recording, and then it merges into the real Alvis, um, which is a tragic part. I mean, they made him look... Like... Yeah. But I he mean, got but what's not to love about this... Yeah. Like you say, and, and Sharon, like you were saying about the different eras, the different decades, absolutely right up my street. Absolutely. I'm like, oh, yeah, look at those cars. You know, there's an old 56 Buick. I, I, I think that, that, sure, sure, that, that's where you live. That, that is where you live. <laughs> that, that whole area is where that's you where live. That's where I live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, as well, when, he, when, when you see him in his older years as well, you know what I mean? When, they, when he's like haunch, should we say, or, you know, a bit, yeah. a bit. That was, yeah. I mean, uh, essentially, yeah. the, the Elvis I was first introduced to in the white sequined jumpsuit on a stage and sweating on a stage in Las Vegas somewhere. Yeah, it merges into that. But you see more of the, the young Elvis and more of the... Basically, oh, most of the film is concentrated on the up to the 1968 comeback special. And yeah. then it's sort of, you see his like his residency in Las Vegas and then his like, decline, not musically, but his decline in his health towards... Yeah. And that's the last sort of seven or eight years of his life. What, but the real what did you think of Tom Hanks, Sharon? Sorry, Shawnee? What did you think of Tom Hanks? See, I'm torn about What did you that, think of Tom Hanks? Yeah, I'm torn mm. about his... Elvis, my boy! Yeah, because I'm... That was my reservations about the whole film, was was that particular part of it. about Because mm. I don't have, remember seeing any real footage of Colonel Parker. And so I don't know how we talked. No, I don't know how not we a lot. So I don't know anything about him really, other than what's sort of been reported. So I'm thinking, 
from this, mm. I don't know if that was good or not because I have got nothing to base it against. Um, I, I, was, I, I, was, I, I was surprised when I saw it. I, I was surprised when I, when I saw what seems to be a bit of a German accent in the trailer. I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he was Dutch. Apparently okay. he was Dutch. Yeah. yeah. So, but, so because the, the thing is like with Baz Luhrmann, Baz Luhrmann is a director who can sometimes be accused of having style over substance. He likes his yes. big operatic numbers. And if you give him something that's going to be big yeah. and the, the emotions are turned up to 11 and everything like that, you would get... And I was wondering, like, and it sounds like what you're saying is that he does nail the spectacle. But uh, Sharon, you were saying you felt like yes. you walked away not really knowing anything new. Because, yeah, like, doesn't I, really... I revisited a lot of the footage and it was spot... Uh, visually, it was amazing. Because I went and re-looked up at the 1968 comeback special especially some of the songs that I thought, wow, that's a great song. I'm going to listen to that again. And I went, I knew it was flawless. It was, you know, perfect. And um, I was slightly uncomfortable at some aspects of it. And mm. like, again, I thought, did I really understand Albus anymore now? Mm. Or do I think of him as, was he a victim of Colonel Parker? Or was he aware of, I, again, I wasn't really any clearer than I was before I went into that film. And there's a couple of scenes where, um, the, the carnival at the beginning, you know, you get some of the background things that like you have to think about the whole, there's a big geek um, oh, exhibit yeah. in this carnival. You pass it, but it's enough that you go, are they, are they in by, because nothing's there by accident. Yeah. And the fact that when you go past this big geek thing on the side, are they saying that Albus was exploited? Are they saying that he was exploited as a victim of Colonel Parker? Or, and that he was, that may turned into what he wouldn't have become without his influence. Mm. Or well, there's, there's some think, elements of yeah. thinking, whoa, I'm not sure if I'm really comfortable with that particular aspect of it. Yeah, there is, I mean, there is a school of thought that thinks that it was, you know, Tom Parker did exploit him in a way because he handled all the finances and all that. I mean, I, yeah. I like, I'm like you, Sharon. I mean, I, you, there's, it's very, very sketchy about what goes on in that because I didn't really know how much his actual family were involved in this because in this, like his father's involved quite a lot, isn't he? Yeah, in this yeah one. he's there so, with the I mean, and I didn't realise quite that. It's just like manager or something. So, yeah. Well, so yeah. But I but, thought so. But to summarise, I thought yeah, it was an amazing spectacle. I mean, like Baz, I love Baz Luhrmann. I love Strictly Born was one of my favourite all-time films. One of his early films. Yeah. Um, and so I do like the way that he does take things and he has like a sort of twist. He has this sort of luscious, mm. sumptuous sort of feel to everything as like a a feast for the eyes. Yeah. So I did like all those aspects of it, mm. and. Yeah, and the music, you know, great. I'm not, the only times I didn't like the music was when they suddenly would have a modern piece of music would be played, and I found it intrusive. There were some scenes, like, in the 50s where suddenly you'd get along, like, a lot of, to me, it sounds like just, like... Yeah, like, like, there were some Elvis covers, wasn't there? There were some Elvis, Elvis tracks sung by oh. some... some... I mean, okay. I just didn't like them. I just thought, what are you... What is that music? And it, to me, it was intrusive, and I was like, what's that? Yeah. And it just took me out of the film, so I was thinking... What, what what's going on? Why is suddenly the sound? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so okay, now we've come moment of truth. How many stars would you guys give this? Well, this is this is totally five all the way for me. Totally, this is this is my nailing, barnstorming, uh, take it to the bank number five for me. All right, Sharon. I would go with a four. I had some reservations. I thought it was a you know a really well done made um, piece of film making. Um, but I'll give it a four. I had a couple of reservations where I felt a little bit uncomfortable at times. So I would give it a four. But yeah, yeah. Certainly, uh, certainly I would recommend it. 
and it did make me revisit some real footage of Alva. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, that can't be bad, can it really? When you when it points you back to the the source material. So yeah, I, yeah. Think I mean, I love Elvis. Uh, to be honest with you, I think my my problem with this film was I was just think I was just worried that uh, they're gonna they're gonna. They're gonna mess it up. They're gonna bitch it. They're gonna they're gonna mess the whole thing up. It sounds like they did it. So okay, so that is four and a half stars for Elvis. Well done, Baz Luhrmann. It's good to have mm-hmm. you back. And um, and now we are going to go from that. We are going to go over to um, Netflix and friends. And Sean, you saw something on actual Netflix, which was called the was it the the lo- the long road to war. Yeah, that's, that was a documentary. I'd probably be better to talk about um, Last Seen Alive, which was a Gerard Butler film. But I'd, I'd like to mention, I'd like to mention that on Netflix, The Long Road to War. Yep. Um, I'd like to mention them both if we can, if we've got time. But okay, well, we, yeah, you have about five minutes. Go quickly. Oh, oh. Thirty seconds on Long Road to War, and then we okay, go on to Okay, Long Road to War. This is basically, I think it's like a Serbian film that was made. It's all about the run-up to. The First World War. So it's not about the First World War. It's just about all the, all the the things that went before the trouble in the Balkans, the Ottoman Empire. That when the Germans. So so we know the Germans wanted war and they were ready to go, but because of the dreadnoughts, the the Germans had to widen the Kiel Canal, and they said oh, it won't be ready till till 1914. So you know they had to widen the the canal, and it's. Terrific footage. I've, I haven't seen a lot of the footage I'd never seen before because obviously it's all to do with um, with the Balkans, you know, Serbia, and you can actually see in this as well why when there was all that problems in the Balkans, you know, between Serbia and uh, Croatia and all those, you can actually see why you know why it is like it is. But yeah, no, it was this was a documentary hour and a half. Um, as I say, and it was it was obviously a made in the from a Balkan, I don't know, com- film company, TV company, yeah. So, um, as I say, all the footage was there, was about Austria-Hungary, about and really, really. I mean, you you, you like your war stuff, don't you, Sharon? So, I mean, it, I don't know how you are on the First World War. It was just brilliant. It was about the whole build-up about the British, you know, what they do, the French, really, and it was just like. You know, they were waiting to see what the British would do, and the British built these dreadnoughts, so they had to, the Germans had to widen the canal so the dreadnoughts could get through. And um, yeah, it was. I mean, if you like your, your World War One documentaries, then um, this is this is this is a really really good. Watch, All right, um, cool. Can I do the two and a half minutes on Last Seen Alive? Yes, go for that. Go for Gerard Butler. Give us about Last Seen Alive. Gerard Butler. Okay, what I'm going to say basically, this is a film. He's in the garage. He goes to the garage with petrol station. His wife goes in to get something. Um, she comes out, and sees him, then a big lorry turns up and she disappears. So it's a bit like, um, uh, it's a, you know, Gerard Butler can be a bit hold cotton. But I really, this 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 is one of the first films where I'm like, yeah, this, this felt right. There wasn't any stupidness, you know. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a spoiler in it. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to put the spoiler in. So, but anyway, so let's just say. If you've got someone in a trunk all bound up and stuff and you get pulled by the cops, do you know what I mean? And there's this bit where it's like, um, hello, sir, will you step out of the car? Um, will you do this? You know, can I see your friends? He goes, yeah, I know a speeding officer. You're going to, um, you know, okay, okay, I'll be careful next time. And he walks around the car and you think, oh, he's going to do something. 
and then he just then he walks back. I said, "Come around here, please." And then he says, "Can you open the trunk for me?" I was just like, "Yes!" So yeah, so fair play to Gerard Butler. This was like, um, yeah, basically he goes to the cops and he says, "You know, my wife's gone missing from this this forecourt garage forecourt, and it's just basically him." The police, he he doesn't think the police are doing enough, so he he goes to try and find her on her, on his own. You know, basically. So it is a bit of a standard fare. Have you ever? There's a, it, it, it sounds like Gerald Butler does Hitchcock. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is is. I mean, there's there's the shoot 'em ups and there's the shotguns and the guns, gunplay and all that sort of stuff that goes yeah. on in that. And you know, your nasty, nefarious characters and all that. But the thing what I liked about it was there wasn't any silly bits in it. There was nothing to nothing to say. Oh, that wouldn't happen. There was nothing to say. Oh, that's stupid. You know, you wouldn't do that. And as I say, that that being pulled over by the cops, that was, I thought, hey, at last, someone, because they're going to do it, because normally it is like they've got something, <laughs> don't they? And they're driving the cop to stop and say, well, even in, you know, about country, you know. Or like, or they, or they, 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 try, they try and build up the tension, the trouble of the tension, but it does happen. So, so you're saying this is, instead of being a Gerald Butler, let's shoot and blow everything up thing, a la, this has fallen, that has fallen, what else has fallen? Um, <laughs> gravity has fallen. Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually like a, it's more of like a thriller. Yeah, yeah, it's more more a thriller. Yeah, as I say, you have got the gunplay in it, which is you know, in the bit bit of the old violence, and and it's quite good in the way that you think, oh, is there something? Because obviously at the start of the theme, they're they're not getting on so well. Do you know what I mean? So you're thinking, oh yeah, has he actually is he something to do with this, or is he not something to do with it? So, so is he something to do with the disappearance of his wife? Is he not something to do? But anyway, so yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed this film. So this was a, a good okay. Gerard Butler film. So. And then, okay, just just one, one more question about Gerard Butler. Mm-hmm. When every Gerard Butler film, you have to ask, is he Scottish or is he trying to be American? Uh, to be honest, I didn't really notice that. He was, <laughs> he was the same as he was in The Olympus Has Fallen. So, so yeah. So, uh, both of these, I'm going to give. I'm going to give The Long Road to War uh, four star, and uh, Last Scene Alive. I'm going to give that a strong three. And now we go on to cinema with Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. And this is a film that I want to see. Sean, you just spoke about Elvis and said that Elvis was like, you know, best film that you've seen this year. And I think of films that I want to see more than any, most. this is a film I'm like, I actually really want to see this You said that last week, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really, really want to see this film. So much so that I'm considering maybe figuring out some way in which I can go to a cinema that is... That is more than ten minutes from my house to actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to actually to actually see this film. Uh, so the so the basic setup for what we know about this is that Emma Thompson plays a she plays a lady who is um she's widowed she's widowed she's older but she's never actually um, I think in her words experienced any sort of sexual pre- pleasure because of her age of the time when she grew up in and what women were expected to do and how sex was all about the man. So she hires a young male escort played by Daryl McCormack, the Leo Grand of the title, to because she wants to experience all these things. But then it becomes not just so it's not just a like you know it's not just a seventy sex comedy where oh old old woman has sex. It becomes like almost like a two hander, which is like almost like a play in my head. The way they, they put it is that it's almost like a play, but it goes through a whole bunch of different things that hasn't really been spoken about on compu- on, on, on computers, <laughs> on screens for a while. Especially about uh old lady oh well, older women's sexuality. That's what I that's what I've heard about this film. Sean, what did you think of it? Okay, yeah, so so that's it. So basically, um 
she's decided she's been in this marriage. She's only ever had a, a husband. She's only ever had a husband. And uh, I mean, there was a bit of that. says so basically, he's just done the basic thing. It lies on top. She's never had an orgasm. Mm-hmm. She's, so she decides she's going to try this. Um, so she hires this guy and she's obviously really, really nervous to start with. And like, oh, no, I don't think we can do this. I'll pay you and you can go and all that and that. But he's, I mean, he's brilliant. He, he sort of puts her mind at ease. He's, he, uh, you know, he's, 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 he's really, shall we say, you know, yeah, don't worry about it. I mean, there's a bit in the trailer where he said, what's the oldest lady you've been? And he says like, oh, you know, 81 or 75. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Um, so gradually, so the first, the, the first meeting's a bit tentative and she's like, oh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. And then she has ordered some more meetings, m- more meetings and becomes a bit more comfortable and a bit more aware. And he, he's very patient with her. And uh, there's a little bit of, um, there's a bit where she obviously decides she wants to, well, I won't, I won't do that because that'd be a spoiler. But anyway, so um, yeah, it's really, really good. This is terrifically well acted. Um, as I say, it's quite, I mean, fair play to, uh, oh, what's her name? Sharon Emma, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Fair play to Emma Thompson because she, I don't know if it is a kit or if she's got a, a body double or something, but I mean. No, she said it was, she did all her own. Yeah, well, that, that, I'm right. Well, that's, um, and I mean, that's really, really super brave for what I was doing, you know, because I mean, she says about the, the you know, she's looking at her South Side line and said, oh, you know, you don't want that. And he goes, no, 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 no. no. So really puts at ease. And then she says, there comes a point when she goes, okay, this is the list of things I want to do, which include, you know, sort of different <laughs> positions. And... Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's quite a funny scene that's in the trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's in the trailer, that's right. That's it's in the trailer, trailer. Yeah. I've got this list of things that I want to try. I want this list of things I want to do. And they do all that. And um, and then she's, because uh, she's obviously a school teacher and uh, she's waiting for him in, in, in a, like a restaurant and, the girl who's a waitress said, oh, miss, you used to teach me, didn't you? And all that. And then the, the, I, I won't tell you the outcome, but he sort of turns up. And I won't tell you, I won't tell you that because you don't want to see that. But yeah, yeah, it's just funny. She goes, oh, really? You know, oh, she goes, yeah, you must remember me, miss. Don't you remember me, miss? You used to teach me RE, you know? And she's like, um, oh, no, I don't, I don't. Okay, okay that, that's Sean, as a teacher, that must have happened to you before. Especially in someone like the Isle of Wight where there's Yeah, like a... I'm generally quite good at remembering, uh, remembering the... I'm I mean, generally quite good at remembering I mean, people, but it's it is sometimes sometimes it's 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 uh, it can be a problem. So you know the student, you know what they were like, but yeah. you can. But um, you know, for me, the ones I remember more are probably the more more challenging ones. You know, yeah. So they come out, oh, sorry, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, and uh, my my biggest one. I know this is going off topic a little bit, but I was in the pub, and someone jumped on my back, and I was. I thought, oh, no, I'm going to get beaten up here. And it's like, you know, Mr. Harris, how are you? You're a big dude, you know, like that. And he goes, oh, I'm going to buy you a beer. Big, huge guy with swallow tattoos and all that, you know. Oh, you're a legend. So, so yeah, so, I mean, and I do, I do do quite well for, like, if I go out and someone's working in a coffee shop or something, oh, no, that's that's on me. That's on me, that one, too. You don't have to worry about that. So, yeah, so it does happen, but. So, uh, all right. So, so with this, I mean, oh, because with the film, obviously, this is the kind of film that I think a couple of years back I probably would have looked at and gone, "That just sounds like smut." Hmm. But, but the, I mean, the fact that, um, the fact that it has Emma Thompson, and I feel like she doesn't just add lend her name to anything, hmm. and uh, like I feel like there are some people that if they're going to do, I think you guys are talking about um, nudity and nude scenes. That if they're going to do nude scenes, 
it's just kind of like gratuitous but you mm-hmm. feel like if it's going to be emma thompson there's going to be a story and there's going to be a reason behind it yeah, so yeah. because of the topic of this i'm pretty sure that the, i mean there's going to be something that you're talking about her being brave mm-hmm. and whenever whenever people talk about an actress being brave on screen that is code for she takes her clothes off <laughs> and well, so especially especially an older let you know especially someone who's a little yeah, bit yeah. older i yeah. mean that is that is quite brave i think yeah, so, um so was it gratuitous or do you reckon that it was actually no, it wasn't gratuitous. i wouldn't i wouldn't say it was gratuitous um i wouldn't say it was gratuitous at all really um in fact i'd say it was quite you know you, you can see what's going on like when it comes to doing certain things but it's not like in your face go, yeah 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 going on there. <laughs> yeah um so, uh, what's going to say? But it is really, really well acted. But I mean, I think this is one of those films that you could watch on TV at home. On the, you, do you know what I mean? This doesn't necessarily. It did. Funny enough, like you were saying, going back to what you said at the start, it did feel a bit like this could have been a stage play. You know, feels yeah. like you could have you could have done this on the stage. You probably wouldn't have had the 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 you know the positions and stuff. But yeah, it was you know. You know yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was really, really well acted. I mean, it's not something that I would have rushed to see but i just thought we might need something else so yeah it was it was it was um it was so how many stars would you give it um i'll give this a three star give this a three star this one so yeah it was it was it was good it was a good solid solid film yeah not really sort of the sort of the material of the film the narrative of the film not something that i would particularly you know be interested in normally but We've got to make some sacrifices for the podcast. <laughs> you see, and that's why Sean, amongst us, Sean is the professional. Sean, yes. is, <laughs> Sean is the professional. All right, cool. And so that is good luck to you, Leo Grand. And you said that you said you could watch it on the TV. At this rate, that's when how I'm going to have to watch it, unless mm-hmm. I can sort of like scroll out some time and then go find something. Um, go find something. Anyway. Now let's go on to the final thing that we're going to talk about this week, and that is going. That is Palmer, Palmer, and that is something that Sharon, you and I are quickly. We are burning through our five months of Apple TV Plus, trying to trying to watch as much as we can before they take it away from us. So you saw Palmer on Apple TV Plus. Tell us about this. Yeah, this is a, a film, uh, an Apple TV original, starring Justin Timberlake and Juno Temple, and I've just got listed the cast here. Um, they're the only ones I recognise anyway <laughs> and basically Justin Timberlake plays uh, a man in his 30s who when he was a teenager he had become something of a success in the American high school football and college football field Ooh. and he Ooh. was like a big deal in his hometown and surely you'll understand about whole, the whole American football yeah. um, it was the high school and college football is, is huge Anyway, he was like a star quarterback and then he got a bit above himself and he ended up committing some offences and was sent to prison. And sort of 12 years later, he's finally been released from prison. He goes home and he basically goes home to his grandmother. And his grandmother um, lives in this sort of house on its own little piece of land uh, outside this small town, small southern town, Texas town, which is quite particular to the plot and in the garden she has a mobile a static caravan or trailer as Americans would have it and in this trailer lives a woman with her boyfriend and her little boy and the woman and her boyfriend often just take off and just disappear weeks at a time they they sort of drink freely they use recreational drugs and they're basically this little boy whenever they disappear off gets left with 
the grandmother. And so when he moves home, he makes friends with this little boy called Sam, who's, but he doesn't make friends with him, he just sort of tolerates him because he's staying with his gram. And he's sort of staying there trying to sort of find what can he do now. So he gets a job basically as a janitor in a high school. And then at the beginning of the film, quite suddenly one day, whilst his grandmother is looking after this little boy, um, she dies in her sleep, effectively, leaving him alone with this little boy. With the mum and the, the stepfather nowhere to be seen. Social services not really been that interested in saying either you either put him into care or you can look after him yourself. No one really is that bothered about him. He hasn't got really many, many friends. He's a bit different to other little boys, as in his favourite cartoon is Flying Fairies. And for Halloween, he wants to go as the Flying Fairy Princess. And, and all the other boys who want to go as like He-Man or as the superheroes, but he wants to go as the Flying Fairy Princess. So um, Palmer, the name of Justin Timberlake's character, says, well, that's what you want to go as. You go as <laughs> Flying Fairy Princess, but you may find that you may have a hard time at school about it because he is being bullied because, again, he likes playing with the girls. He likes to wear makeup. He wears oh, yeah. lots of like butterfly clips in his hair. So I don't like putting labels on children, but this little boy, he likes what he likes. Yeah. So he, and as the film develops, you basically see how these two, this odd couple, this little boy who likes the flying fairy princesses and this man who's an ex-convict who's sort of trying to navigate his way back into the world again, how they form this really close bond. And then the story sort of carries on from there with a few, there's a there's the whole sort of dramatic tharsis and then there's like a resolution. Okay. It's basically the story of this this odd couple. I'm, I'm getting slight peanut butter falcon vibes. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely, that sort of thing. Yeah, peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter falcon. Which yeah. great film, great film. I would recommend yeah, it. Yeah, like... yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm yeah getting, so it has I'm... those vibes about you know how, yeah, how people just connect, and it isn't you know you, the people you wouldn't necessarily think would connect do. And for this little boy, he's found in Palmer, you know, what he needs an adult to be, um, you know, sort of someone who's caring, supportive. Um, accepting and I'm guessing, and I'm guessing there <laughs> there yeah so it's like which that, that resonates with me quite now because at the moment as, I, as we're on the podcast I am well you guys we're on zoom and off screen I'm trying to placate a little girl who just wants me to be there <laughs> and I'm trying to be there and do this at the same time and so far I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised I'm getting away with it but <laughs> but yeah, yeah but so, so, yeah. so I was just gonna say so uh, what did you think no, I liked it. I thought, again, it's one of those films that has a certain tone, so it's it's always sort of slightly muted in its tone, but I like quite like that in a, in a film when I am just want to watch it. I don't want all the... Sometimes I don't want high drama, but there was enough of the sort of the rise and fall and the drama to the story to keep me entertained. So, no, I really liked it. So it's one of those quiet films where about sort of two, you know, misfits finding sort of acceptance. In where you wouldn't expect it, so I liked it. I really, I appreciate it a lot. So I would give it a four, four stars. Ooh. And I also saw this week. I forgot to mention it. I also saw Coda, which we have reviewed before. But no, again, we we haven't. Uh, we haven't reviewed Coda. We haven't. I, that's why I didn't put it as one of my films. No, no, we we haven't reviewed Coda because when it when it won the Best Picture Oscar, we mentioned it, but none of us had seen it because none of us had Apple TV Plus at that time. No. 
All so, right, so we'll, I'll save that one then. So we, uh, you've seen it also, and others have seen it, so we can compare. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, but, but I have seen one which you got to see. I'm not sure if Towson's uh, seen this, but I know I did review it. But Greyhound, you said, did you say anything you saw Greyhound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharon, like that that was Sharon's other thing. So what we yeah. decided is okay. My, not it's not that like it's like not not like I'm already watching a lot of Apple TV Plus already this week. What I've got to go do in this next week is watch Coda, watch Greyhound, and next week we can talk about Coda re, Coda review Greyhound feedback. We can do that and open all the other things. And I can maybe I can finally get to talk about the after party. But yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, so talk about that. Okay. Now, Sharon, I think you would like the after party. I think you, I think you would like the after party because that's another Apple TV Plus thing. Because as I said, we're trying to make sure we make all of, we get all of. I was, I was going to say we get our money's worth, but we're not paying for it. As I say, I did try and join, but I had troubles getting on, and so I'll, I'll try again. So, I thought, I thought Dan had it. Yeah, Dan's got it. Yeah, Dan's got it. So, yeah. but I mean, I wanted it as well because I got oh, yeah. part of the card. It's not easy to find. You've really got to hunt through the website for it. You won't yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did. And I got so far and I got, what was the message I got back? Um, I mean, the thing is, it's it, like Dan's got it downstairs. You know what I mean? So, um, but. It, yeah, yeah. It's a weird thing to do with your Apple ID. And if you're trying to sign in onto an, uh, you have to sign on onto an, on an, a device that you already that you can't be signing with another Apple ID on that a device because I tried right, doing, okay. I tried doing it on my computer and it wouldn't let me do it because I was it was my wife's the one with the Barclay card but I did right, it on her iPad yeah. I did it on yeah. her iPad and no problem so right. it's so it, it's but it, it is it isn't that easy but okay but the after party is essentially think Agatha Christie but um but updated to modern day. So the whole idea is that there's a school reunion and one of these people is kind of like a Justin Bieber type superstar music and he has like an after party at his house and then he dies and then the police say no one's allowed to leave and the whole thing is they have eight episodes and in each episode they give you a different character's point of view but the different character's point of view is presented in a different because they're different and how they saw the night. So this person sees it as an expressionistic French witch, French new wave film. This person sees it as a rom-com. This person sees it as an action movie. This person sees it as an animated tale. And it's kind of like, and it's a, yeah. And I think the after party, you guys will like that, but I will bring that up next week and I will go and I will watch, uh, what was it? Greyhound and there was something else. Coda. Coda, yes. Greyhound, Greyhound Coda. Greyhound, Coda. Coda, the after party. An after party. Yeah, cool. yeah. The after party on Apple well, TV. That's, Plus. The after party is a series, is it? It's a series, yes. Eight oh, episodes. Okay. Eight episodes, but each one of them is only about uh, 35 minutes. Oh, well, that's the best one then. Yeah, so it's, okay, it's pretty cool. good. So, and now we come to the final, final picture. But, oh, okay, okay, oh, actually, no, first, before we do the final picture, before we do the final picture behind Sean's head, if you listen to this on the audio, go online, it will make sense. <laughs> go onto YouTube or go to Facebook and it'll make sense. Um, but first of all, who do you guys think has won this week? Netflix or cinema? I don't know. Cinema. I'm not probably it could be a draw, but cinema might have just nicked it by point five or something. Sharon? I think cinema because of Alvis. I think Alvis took it. And you would be correct. So on average scores, as I tend to do it, this average scores, we have cinema having an average score this week of 3.75. And Netflix has an average score of 3.5. Oh, so so it's It's a close one this week. It's a close one this week. But Elvis, Baz Luhrmann, our savior, until James Cameron comes <laughs> up and, and, and proclaims himself the savior, 
<laughs> so fuck until that so that was it but okay so that's it this week well done cinema has won so okay anyway so anyway thank you so much for joining us thank you for listening so far this month this week please do leave us a review on itunes wherever you got your your um uh podcast from get get online like us on on youtube on facebook all that sort of stuff and get involved get let us know if you think we're talking absolute rubbish or if you agree do you think elvis is a five-star film or do you think hang on a second it was a one-star piece of candy whatever it is let us know get involved because we would like to know you but until next week when i might finally get to see good luck to you rio grande by leaving my house for more than 20 minutes it's a goodbye from me goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from me Okay, cool. Thank you very much. See you guys. Bye. See you later.